welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, you know, I've got to ask you a question. I, I noticed this tweet of yours about software becoming commoditized. But then you said this, you said, that doesn't mean there's a race to bottom for efficiency. And then that an accessible foundation means what you build on top can be much more ornate. Um, prompt engineering being the latest example. What, what did you mean by this? What do you mean by ornate? I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to know what, you, what was the example you had in mind. Well, uh, I had someone claim to me last week that really everything had been invented now, that, that we really had oh. all, the, all the major <laughs> problems of software were solved. And the oh, really? Main th the That's main fantastic. Thing, it was. I thought, well, that would be great if it were true. And, and he said, well, look, we can do so many things now that the basic problems that a typical business has are already solved. We have software that does it. We know the right ways to do it. What we need to do now is really focus on doing those things efficiently and well, rather than coming up with anything new. And I said, I can't possibly disagree with you more, but uh, we only have half an hour. So um, I'll, I'll respond another way. Well, here I am. So the, the, Excellent. the argument, I, I think, starts from a good premise, which is that uh, if you look back at history, you and I, Jeffrey, can remember, and some of our listeners probably weren't even born at this point, um, that you, we can both remember when you needed a team of highly specialized engineers a uh, um, fully specked out, uh, totally um, uh, well-rigged rack in a data center, and a lot of specialist knowledge and permissions to set up a website where you could take payments. This was a yeah. hard problem <laughs> in 1998. It just was not, yeah. the world was not set up for someone to take a credit card over the internet in a secure way, turn that into money, and then ship something out to someone as a result. Today, I can do that in five minutes with Shopify, literally. Right? They're, they're, all the problems have been solved. Everything is um, commoditized to the point where uh, uh, it requires no skill whatsoever to use it. And if you mm -hmm. stay with that application of software, if you stick with the idea that software exists so that we can sell basic stuff online then yes, absolutely, there's, there's nothing more to do. All we need to do is build ever more efficient and easy-to-use versions of Shopify. And you could say the same thing for setting up a website that promotes your ideas. You could say the same thing for setting up a social network. All of these things have been solved, and we don't need to do them again. My interlocutor was correct to that point. The thing is that there's lots more that we do now. And I referred to prompt yeah. engineering in the tweet. There's lots of other examples. There are things that we can do now that we couldn't even have imagined in 1998. That uh, the, and, an example is having a supercomputer in everyone's pocket that can connect to an even bigger supercomputer cluster based on fancy GPU technology that certainly didn't exist in 1998. And that... Uh, a piece of software that um, runs, say, GPT-4 can have a reasonable conversation with you and uh, help you to practice and improve your conversations to have a difficult conversation, which is what you and I keep talking about. <laughs> There's this other idea that you can use it to write your emails, and I think that's stupid, but that's a, probably another podcast. But the point is that w uh, that has been commoditized to the point that you can uh, connect to it. 
but there's still so much more that you can do on top of it, which is why we have this new idea of prompt engineering. How do you ask it questions? How do you talk to it? Not in a programming language, this supercomputer cluster that your supercomputer in your pocket can talk to, but how do you interact with it in the, the way that gets you the best answers, that gives you the most creative pictures from mid-journey or the, the best um, research from GPT-4? That's just one example of creating something even more ornate on top of an abstraction that we couldn't have imagined in 1998. And for example, I pay for ChatGPT. I paid for it in a completely routine way, right? I paid for it using a credit card yeah. on the internet, and it's, it's charging my card every month. And that's great because I get to connect to the supercomputer cluster of the future. It's a great example. And I will say this when I read it, and, and the word commoditized just triggered something. Now, you know me that I love models. I love mental models and applying them all, all kinds of places. And the model that came immediately to mind for me was Wordly mapping. And uh, of course, link in the show notes on this. Wordly, map, Wordly mapping, Simon Wordly lays out this idea about how software progresses over time. And he, he defines these kind of this evolution from genesis to custom built to product or rental and then commodity or utility. And so, and then it makes very explicitly the point that once something becomes a commodity or utility, that then there's new value built on top of that. And he kind of lays out this sort of 10 point stuff. There's a nice uh, uh, diagram where he you know, labels out kind of the, the formalized steps of the journey to get to point 10, you know, higher order systems create new sources of worth. And, and it's described exactly uh, the, the promise that you described. And also that the idea that there's still like new problems. So sure, in the, the commodity space, you're looking for efficiency. But up in the, the genesis space, this new area that you've built on top, you have no idea what's going to come out of it. Efficiency is entirely the wrong mental model. And that's kind of overall the, uh, the message of the worldly mapping is you need to know where you are on this map and anticipate how things are going to evolve and make sure that you are approaching the challenge appropriate for where you are in the life cycle. So, you know, don't be trying to treat something in Genesis the way you treat something in commodity. If you're trying to be the most efficient person with your large language model, you are going to lose <laughs> to people who are being less efficient, but more creative because we don't yet know what problems are going to be solved by it. On the other hand, if you're there trying to be the person who is the most creative innovative type of, you know, credit card, uh, uh, you know, payment processor, that's probably going to be much more challenging, you know, you're, you're, because you, this is a pretty well-defined space and efficiency is probably going to, to, to dominate. So it, it, this is a, it seemed like just what you're describing was a, a perfect uh, uh, mapping of this off-the-shelf model, which I strongly recommend people to learn more about and apply to, to their actual world. And it's funny to me how it captured your view of it and you, and also why that person who just who, who kind of thought like, oh, the world ends at commoditization was missing about how this, you know, I said this applies to software, but it really applies to all technology. The, one of the canonical examples, you know, Simon Wardley uses is the invention of radio and how, you know, radio gets uh, uh, moves from a, this invention in Genesis through to become a product where people have furniture in their living room. That's the radio <laughs> and then commoditized where it's, you know, given away in your, in your car, but there's new value created on top of it. So really interesting to, to see that the echo and this motto, this model coming up with prompt engineering, which is, is the new hotness out there.
Absolutely. And we would expect that over time, and these things seem to be accelerating, that's how it looks to me, I would expect that prompt engineering is going to have quite a short life. So if, if you're just entering university or you know somebody who is and they're thinking of studying prompt engineering, there must be somebody offering a course in this by now. Uh, I can't believe it's not happening. <laughs> if they're thinking about doing that, they're thinking, I'm going to be the one who's going to be kind of the chat GPT whisperer. I'll know just how to write the exact right thing. <laughs> uh, I'd say um, consider a different career. <laughs> consider theoretical computer science or something because this is going to get commoditized very quickly. The evolution is very fast and much faster, say, than you and I saw with the evolution of credit card payments, which took five to 10 years, maybe even 15, before we had something like Stripe uh, that can just do it for you um, in, in a couple minutes. Uh, it, it seems to be going much faster. So my prediction, which I'll leave listeners with, is that um, we're not going to be prompt engineers for very long. That will become a known quantity, and, and there'll be something else that it will be in Genesis that, that we can't think of today, and that'll be within the next few years. Uh, I, will have a, I will have a slightly, uh, uh, a, a largely parallel but slightly more nuanced prediction based on, uh, related to yours, which I say, will prompt engineering will be like having good Google skills. Right. If you are good with Google, you can find things that people who are not so good with Google can't do. So I think there'll be a lot of things that that uh, uh, you can do just fine in a kind of naive uh, way. But I think there'll still be returns for prompt engineering for, let's say, a, you know, a, a several years now. That's my prediction. We can check back in three years and 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 uh, tally up who was a. Uh, more on the mark on that one. We'll be in episode 400 or something. We can check then. That's right. People who learn it now, you know, I think they, there is the ability to be part of something where we don't yet know where it's going to go. And so you, if you're looking to innovate, now is a good time to be looking at that new frontier where there is so much uncertainty because that's where innovation can happen is in the areas of, of uncertainty. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if listeners are becoming prompt engineers themselves, or if they think everything's been invented, or if they have a question for us about any of our crazy predictions, there's a way they can get in touch with us. And the best way to do that is to go to agileconversations.com. You'll find free videos and contact information for me and Jeffrey and all kinds of good stuff, our book, uh, loads of other fun things there. So have a look at agileconversations.com and get in touch. We really like it when we hear from listeners and we know what they're thinking about even if they mild, uh, mildly or massively disagree with us. And of course, the other way to keep in touch is to come back again next Wednesday when we'll have another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Carl.